This is the first time you've ever seen me wear a hat. No. Name another time. When we were in Spain. Fact. <laughs> this hat, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Huh. Okay. That wasn't very hard for you to do. It was recent. Yeah, and the recall was right there. I think because last time it might have been the first time, you know? Yeah, because I don't wear hats generally. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm Dave Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. Yes. 30 Jacoby. minutes. If anyone wants to tell us their listener food news, they can call us at 646-STEW-138. Be Once part of the again, show. We want to hear from we you. We want to hear from you, please. I'm still thinking about, um, I believe, Elizabeth in Pennsylvania, who was having supermarket sushi in her, in her car one day. Yes. I hope she's having a good day. I hope she is. Um, barn burner top story. Padma is leaving Top Chef after this truly wonderful season. I've been fucking loving it. Mm. Do you think Padma can be replaced? Yes. I think yes as Very well. Very much so. I completely agree. Very much so. I was, first of all, let's celebrate Padma for a second. 20, right. 20 seasons? It's a great show. It's a great show. And while I wouldn't say she's a good at her job, she's not bad at it. And she she doesn't sort of like take the air out of the room. She lets the, the contestants and the food be the focus. She's sort of a facilitating point guard. She's not there to be the star. And she does a great job. And I have a huge crush on her because she's hot. She is hot. Have you been watching this season? In and out. This season is so good. It's my happy place other than Love Island. Like when I watch the Top Chef, I'm just like, this is joyful. This is great television. I like these people. It's a really good note to go out on. So like mm-hmm. if this, if she's decided she wants to leave, I kind of get it. There's so many talented international chefs. They're in London. The finale's yes. in Paris. Like, it's been an amazing season. I do feel like over the 20, the 20 seasons, she's become more a part of the show. Yes. So I, I was also like, she can definitely be replaced. Like, she's an idiot for leaving. Um, mm. But I think it'll, what, you don't think she's an idiot or that she can definitely be replaced? I think after 20 years of something, I think she's good. You know what I mean? I think she's just like, I don't want to do this for the 21st time. And I bet she still gets executive producer money. But she's like doing it to focus on her other show. Like she's like... This has been the month of Padma. This is a very strategic rollout. Um, Well, you probably don't cover the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue with the the vigor that I do. Well, not the same vigor, but we did cover it because of Martha Stewart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Martha Stewart was on it. Padma was a part of that as well. She's got a book. She's also got this new Hulu show. I know. This is all very like coordinated to be the month of Padma. So the Hulu show, this is like its second or third season. And she's like, I need to focus on the show. But I've watched the show. It's really fucking boring. I'm sure it's it's, it's, it's Anthony Bourdain, but instead of Anthony Bourdain, it's me. And it's like, yeah, the whole good thing that's good about Anthony Bourdain is Anthony Bourdain. That's the problem, Padma. Yeah, it's just it's just boring. It's like Top Chef is the thing. It's sort of like yeah, I understand you. What you have all these other passions, but like people really like you because of Top yes. Chef. I'm sorry, but it's just true. Um, but who would you like to see in that role? Like Melissa they, King. They got a zag. Melissa King. I don't want a former chef from the show. Here's the thing: is um, also we, I don't think we have mutual friends. I know, and I know her. you know her. <laughs> so, so I wanted to be it. I don't know. Her. Ride for my friends. I know you like relationships and I friendships. Do, I do. I did not think she was entertaining as a guest judge last season. So I'm I'm not no, into I Melissa. Not, I will not accept no Melissa King slander. 
Um, I don't. I think they just like really need to zag and just do something totally different. I don't know who that is, but it has to be someone with the, with the food chops. Well, that'd be a good idea because <laughs> yes. he is like a food expert. Like you need Dave someone Chang. who speaks the language. Eddie, no, Eddie Wong. Dev, Dave is like doing his own thing. Mm, I don't know. He's got his Another t- friend of mine. He's got his TV <laughs> shots that <laughs> yeah, yeah. haven't, haven't landed. Whoa! No shit. No. <laughs> you, you know what? You're my friends. Stop putting your friends the line of fire. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> no, no, we were executing people today. I'm good with Action Bronson. That'd be fun. I recently I rewatched so his Paris um, food video. So He's hilarious. Yeah. I think be he'd be great. One. I think he'd be really good too. Him and Tom would be really funny together. Yes. yes. And Gail. So hit up Action Bronson. <laughs> All right, next. Re- glad we solved Top Chef. Really good story from the New York Post. Like, we often use the New York Post as a reference, but they don't, like, they're just sort of like, you know, an aggregator. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just the actually, vehicle from which that we found another story. They did some really good research into ghost kitchens in New York, which is a national phenomenon. And I was kind of taken aback. So basically, the the deal is one like brick and mortar place will have like multiple different businesses that they are um, listing on like Uber Eats, mm-hmm. St- Grubhub, I think Subhub, Grubhub, all all of that. And it'll be different prices and different names for the same items. And it'll be vastly more expensive than if you went to the place to get it. And like for an example of this is not just like your local corner store that has like four different um, ghost kitchens, but like Denny's has an entirely different name and like you Uber Eats persona than it's selling just pancakes. Denny's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Denny's. Denny's pancakes. But if you knew there were Denny's pancakes, you wouldn't spend $15 a pancake on them. No. And like I've obviously always understood that I was paying extra by using one of these yes. you know, like caviar or whatever, in part because like caviar takes some of the money. So they have to like, they have to. But if my corner store, if my local like, falafel shop is is listing their falafel seven times on the same platform under different names i like it i respect it <laughs> i feel duped but you're but you were i i understand why you might like it and respect it. it's legal and they're doing the best they can to make a buck yeah and if i'm dumb enough to pay twice as much for the same falafel because it's got a different name <laughs> then i deserve to not have that money the other thing i was thinking is that like why are people just ordering from places they've never, never heard, heard of, of or seen yeah, like I order from a salad place in my neighborhood. I'm like, does this place even exist here? What I've is never it? seen it. It's called Chopped, but it's spelled correctly. I was looking. I was that trying is to probably is fake. Yes, probably yes, in it, one of these it, ghost I was, kitchens. I was trying to order from Chopped, but you know, it's like C H O P T. So, but this one's called Chopped, and it's it's like I live in the Upper East Side. It's in East Harlem, and I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this place. Yeah, it probably doesn't exist. Oh, you got you got to go search. Sounds are pretty good. You got to search their address and find out. Well, yeah, I will. Um. On the topic of salad, side note, I tried Just Salad for the first time after living near it for mm. um, nearly Seen three years. Seen it a million years. times. Love salads. Eat one almost every day. Never had Just Salad. I liked it. Yeah. It was a very intimidating experience. When you walk into a salad place and you it's like lunchtime and you don't really know how things go there, it's like going to a bar not knowing anyone. It's like, it's just like, what, what's my place here? What's mm. my order? What's yeah, the yeah. cadence? What's the speed? Yeah, what's good? Yeah. And then I made a fine order and I had a good salad. I was really good. hungry, ate it quickly. But I was just like, wow, this is this is like scary. I'm like, can I make my own? Should I make my own? What do people recommend? Do I ask for bread? Can I change my dressing? It was it was really an overwhelming experience. I'm really you know what? I'm I'm glad you persevered. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that you saw that adversity in front of you and you knew that you were strong enough to get through it and you did. You know, I'm really proud of that growth. Thank you so much. Have you been to Just Salad? Never. Have you seen it? Yeah, there's one in my neighborhood. I, I love just, salads. I just never go there. It's like 
it's like this this chain that I feel like passed me by, but now I'm part of the movement. I'm glad. I also feel like once you discover that you can succeed in ordering a salad <laughs> and eating it there, that you'll be more confident next time. And now just salad will be part of your life. It's true. And it's very close. So I'll continue. I'm to go. proud of you, Juliet. Thank you so much. All right. Next story. Let's move on. Pizza Hut. We love an international Pizza Hut story. We love this particular executive in Japan who runs the Pizza Hut marketing. <laughs> we love this man named Shochi Nakamura, and he's bringing two pizzas to the world. So first of all, he has the previous smash hit that was the too much coriander pizza. Too much it coriander was just piles pie. Of, it was just piles of coriander on top of a pizza pie. On Top Chef last week, um, someone was asking for coriander. Or a non-American was asking for coriander, and an American was like, I don't know what that is. What are you talking Cilantro. about? Cilantro. It was so funny. And I was like, yeah, the American yes, doesn't know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, two different Pizza Hut stories from the great Mr. Nachimura. I think I just said his name wrong. That's fine. He's not listening. He does Nakamura listen, yeah. from the great Nakamura. Um, first of all, in Japan, there is a wiener pizza. Mm-hmm. You know stuff. A wiener coffee pizza. A wiener. Thank you. Wiener coffee pizza. Yes. You know stuff crust pizza here in America from yes, Pizza Hut? Of course I do. This is stuffed crust, but it's stuffed with wieners. Wieners. And coffee sauce all over it. (laughs) It has coffee sauce all over it. But it's a bit. And there's whipped cream on top. Yes. And there's whipped cream on top. And it's because it's a literal interpretation of Viennese coffee, which is in Germany, in German, coffee with whipped cream on top. Yes, which sounds delicious. Yeah. Sounds great. But people online confuse that with wieners in coffee. And then Mr. Nakamura sees that and he's like, let's make a bit. Yeah. Let's lean into this. He's like a really fun guy. I know. He's totally like the cool executive. You know what I mean? Like when they go on the retreat, they're like, oh, Nakamura last night. I'm not crazy. I'm not a suit. I'm a cool suit. Yeah, exactly. Call me Soicha. (laughs) Soichi, what's his name? Soicha. Yeah, call me Soicho. Don't call me Mr. Nakamura. I just said it like I was right. His name is Shoichi. Shoichi. Okay. Shoichi Nakamura. We've we disrespected you. him a lot, but, but we, no, we do we, love we you. We celebrate him <laughs> almost weekly here on this podcast. But um, <laughs> you'll, you'll never believe this, but the coffee sauce, cheese, Vienna in the crust with whipped cream on top pizza does not look appetizing. No, it doesn't. I'm also not sure everyone's on top. Everyone's in on the joke, so... It did take us like 40 seconds to explain it. And even in Japan, I'm not sure they're in on the joke. (laughs) It just might be like something people are trying. I can't say that I ever want to have a hot dog with whipped cream or even in in the same room. Or coffee with pizza. Like dipping pizza in a coffee and then taking a bite? No. Coffee sauce on pizza? No, Juliet, don't you dare. I'd be willing to try it. Don't you dare. I'm willing to try it. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're lying. You're lying. Let's do it next week. You are not willing to try that. Let's do it next week. What is coffee sauce in the first place? Oh, we used to have You Bet coffee flavored syrup in my home. Oh, that stuff's good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go. Putting that on pizza? See, I was thinking more like coffee grounds. Like there's like a more bitter taste, not like the saucy syrupy. I'm sure this, I bet this is syrupy and sugary. Okay. So I'm willing to try that. I mean, this is not coffee grounds on this pizza. Can we go to my favorite story of, of the week? Sure. Coffee related? Sure. Let's let's do it. Uh, Starbucks, they're expanding their olive oil offerings. And Jacoby, why are you excited about this story? <laughs> because the headline <laughs> is they're going to be able to get olive oil infused coffee in new cities. So you're thinking, oh, this is very successful for Starbucks. However, 90% of the <laughs> words in the article are dedicated to the fact that people are getting the shits from these drinks. <laughs> And there's even like a scientist, I forget Patrick's name. Patrick is a, a diet, a registered diet nutrition. I don't know how long, how long and how hard you have to work <laughs> to be registered as a dietary nutrition, but shout out to Patrick. And he goes into the science of why the olive oil 
and the coffee combination makes you shit. There are baristas who tried this as a staff and half the staff had the shits. There are there are YouTubers, there are TikTokers going online talking about how this gives you the shits. And also they're like, there's four, 34 grams of fat in one of these drinks. That's like more than like two Big Macs. That's because of the olive oil. Yes. It's a really high fat food. And it's the combination of coffee and the high fat that is the laxative effect. (laughs) Yes. And for some people, coffee already has that impact. So it's like, it's like really. Double. Amping it up. Perhaps more than double. We don't know. Don't you feel like, remember that they had this profile, this woman who was in charge of the olive oil infused drinks and she went to Italy Mm -hmm. and she spent months working on this and they, they finally rolled it out. Don't you feel before you expanded this, you would tackle this problem first. <laughs> I might, also, I might go the other way. I'm going to shut this down, make some tweaks. Did nobody mention and then relaunch. it? Do they not talk about it? Do they ignore it? Like it's, I, I just would love to know what the pre-release plan was for yeah. this, for this issue. Also like in other places where they have really high olive oil consumption, like maybe the impact is different. I think, I also think as we learned on, in our trip to Spain, shout United, that olive oil there is very different than olive oil he, here. Not all olive oil is that, equal. That's I agree. It's not all equal. I don't think it's necessarily different there than here. I just think we had a really pure kind, and we were having top of the line because we were in Spain. But like, I think if you saw that out here, you could get it too. Okay. But I I do think that also other countries that just have more olive oil like that. Like we in this country, we have more like processed fat. In Europe, they have more like natural fat. Yes. The quote-unquote good fat. I was interested in trying one of these drinks. I'm no longer interested in trying one of these drinks. <laughs> it never sounded good to me. But that's because, I, as discussed ad nauseum, I like my coffee how I'd like it. And that's yeah. that. And as discussed ad nauseum, I think olive oil is wildly overrated. <laughs> I don't know why I had to go there, but fine. All right, next. Just you want to have another food bite? No. We're doing good. Remember I supported you through the Just Salad story? <laughs> I think we're buds this week. <laughs> we're always buds. Um, Next. <laughs> Hard If you like hard seltzer and you like pickles, you can now get that as one hard seltzer beverage. Can you read the first sentence of this story? If you're one of those people that guzzles pickle brine after the spears or chips are devour- devoured, Grillo's Pickles feels you. Okay. Who are those people? Guzzles pickle brine sounds- after the pickles are done? Who are those people? It sounds like the kind of thing that you do, like you save it for after your vodka shot. You're like, I no, need it's this a as a chaser. Back. It's yeah. a whiskey shot. Yeah, those. That's the only time anyone is allowed to drink pickle juice. No one guzzles the brine disgusting. out of the jar. No one does that. I mean, maybe seven or eight people do that. I think that this drink sounds awesome, though. Like, it does sound pretty good. Like a hint of pickle. I like a pickle flavor. Yeah, we me recently too. got the pickle seasoning. Do you have that? No. In the old cupboard. We Ooh, we just got. Where'd that you get it? In Whole the house, Foods? I believe Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. Two Robbers Craft Hard Seltzer. They're making, they're partnering with Grillo's. First of all, the can design, really cool. Like, I really like it. First of all, you know I love a food heist. And when you said Two Robbers, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't remember that from the I rundown. Tr- I tricked you. <laughs> I know. Too bad. Shout out to Two Robbers, uh, though. T- it was a real taunt. I-, I shouldn't have done that. Anyway, it's like a really cool can. And I think this sounds really good. I'd like to try it. I'd like to try it, too. Well, sounds like a great summer drink. But Hard Seltzer's out. Remember we talked about that? So, like, I wonder if this will even do well. Oh. No, nah, Hard Seltzer's fine. Okay, cool. Um, all right, next. Uh, Jimmy Butler, currently in the playoffs, mm-hmm. dominating a lot of talk mm-hmm. of heat culture. Remember when he wanted to sell $100 coffee? Of course. Well, he still is. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's like still available to buy. Well, this is this is really interesting to me because this was obviously started in the bubble mm-hmm. when he brought his own he was coffee, his coffee stuff yeah. and he sold them for $20 a piece. And um, smalls were $20, mediums were $20, large also $20, which I really liked. Consistent. Good business, yeah. <laughs> so very consistent. And this is 
reading this was interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's he goes to coffee farms to learn more about the beans and such. He said he wants to sell a hundred dollar coffee because big face is a term for a hundred dollar bill. But then he said, soon I'll have the knowledge to tell you why it, it's worth $100. He's reverse engineering this. He's not like, I want to make the best coffee. It'll end up being $100. He's like, I want to sell $100 of coffee. And I'm going to figure out a way to trick you into spending that there. And before I, I toss over to you, co-host, he hired the COO as COO in executive from Intelligentsia. Yeah, smart. I was like, he's, this dude's like making hires. That's like at least like a six-figure position. I... I feel like this is such a window into Jimmy Butler where he's like, here's my goal and then I'll figure out how to do it. And he just like reverse engineers yes, it. Like, like I want to win the NBA finals. Yeah. I'm, I have nine undrafted teammates. Yeah, how, figure out a way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like such a good window into like how he perseveres. Like he's yes. like, the ultimate goal oriented person. Also on the website, there's a lot of merch and I just think that's like really smart. He's having a moment. Mm -hmm. so he always wears it at the press conferences. Yeah. And I didn't like, know what the big face logo was until these, this playoffs. And now you can go and get it if you want of course. as well. Also wears a lot of aloe. Did you notice that too? Yes. And I was reading about how aloe has become like this, this like quiet luxury brand where it's like kind of like a flex to wear it. It's like, oh, it is? it's like rich person thing. Yeah. He wears the hat, right? He, he's got, I think he's got a sponsorship. He does full sweatsuit sometimes. He's either yeah. wearing big face or aloe. He must be sponsored. I'm sure he doesn't yeah, do that for free. Of course, yeah. But I was just reading, um, there's this newsletter I get from Puck News called The Line Sheet by Lauren Sherman. And she was explaining why all, Boogie. why all these rich people wear aloe hats on planes like, and why it's like a rich person thing now. Mm. And so Jimmy Butler, he's part of the movement. He's just, he's just... Uh, Moving the movement. He's a trailblazer. I really like the striped shirt. Also, you can just imagine Jimmy wearing all this stuff. Even if you haven't seen him in it, like I can I can picture Jimmy Butler in this striped t-shirt. Also and... did a press conference with no shirt, which is also a flex. Be better than Aloe. He's great. Looks great with his shirt off. I just like everything about Jimmy is very fun. I've I've been a fan for a long time. I love Jimmy Butler as well. I do too. We're gonna try this coffee. You you are a proponent and you're right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's support. Maybe we can also expense some merch. Just kidding. Can't do that. <laughs> I would like to, though. Okay. <laughs> um, novelty story that I did want to hit on. Cheez-Its is opening a Cheez-Its gas station mm -hmm. near Joshua Tree in California, where you can go and they'll, like, allegedly, they'll fill your car with Cheez-Its. You can yes. just get, like, a ton of Cheez-Its. There's no actual gas station there. I was excited about this from the headline. Oh, oh, thank you. I feel, I think I feel the exact same way you do. And then I was like, but you can only get Cheez-Its there? Like, a Cheez-Its branded gas station was exciting to me. Mm. Where, like, you know how, like, A&W is a gas station brand in some parts of the country and, like, other, like, actual products? Are the, yeah. I was like, that. yeah, I want more of that. Like, I would love a cheese, a Cheez-Its branded and themed gas station, but I need more than just the Cheez-Its. So here's my problem with the Cheez-Its gas station is if you see how they dispense the Cheez-Its, they have like a gas pump style dispenser, yeah. right? Now, when I saw really that, confusing. when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's so cool. They're just going to like fill my car with literal individual Cheez-It crackers and I can like have them spray the Cheez-It crackers directly into my mouth. It'll be a good bit, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was worried about the, the crumbs and the sort of getting around all over the car. You're a neat guy. But guess what? They, the the dispenser is bags of Cheez-Its. Yeah. So it's basically like a t-shirt cannon for Cheez-Its. It just seems not like, as cool. It seems like if they had to create technology for that, it was not a good use of anyone's time or yes. money or resources. And then they have a whole Cheez-Its convenience <laughs> store where they sell Cheez-Its merch. 
I just, I like, again, Cheez-Its merch, perhaps I would want that if I saw it in the right context sold to me online or on Jimmy Butler at a press yes, conference. Yes, yes, yes. But, like, I don't need to go to the Cheez-Its gas station in, for Cheez-Its outside merch. Outside of Coachella in Joshua Tree. I think that... Weird location as Cheez-Its well. Cheez-Its is the wrong brand for this. Like, I just think... Yeah. Like, what would be a better brand? I'm trying to think. But, like, even, like, Pringles would be better to me. But Cheez-Its are so ubiquitous. I need something slightly more Oh, obscure. see, I was thinking, like, uh, gummy bears. Like a Haribo? Because it would, like, look cooler. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would just kind of be, like, this little, like, oasis of fun and, like, playfulness. Not just, like, orange candy and red. Would, candy yeah. would be better in general. Yeah, it just like seemed like a candy if, if you see the theme, the, the optics, the, the visualization is so much more, like, bright and fun than this sort of, like, old school California, like, she's it's yeah. like, Vegas cowboy is going to fill up your car it's with like, too similar to McDonald's, kind minutes. of, in colors. Um, Haribo would be awesome because you'd have gummy bears. Yes. I, I like the Coke bottles, but there's so, Those many, are good. so many varieties. You oh, know? God. I had bottle caps in the last year. They're oh, so good. I haven't had those, those in forever. Those are so good. A root beer bottle cap is mm. peak candy. That sounds really good. Yeah. I, I like just love a bottle gummy caps sometimes. Are good. Yes. All right. Maybe we'll have that on a pod one time. I haven't Let's had that in a long they time. They have them in the uh, industry city. Okay. Great. I'm going to check it out. Um. All right. One last story. Yeah, sure. Um. Um, uh, behind the scenes, I said, I like it at the end when we do rapid fire and just to get some stories out. And Julia Lemon says, I don't like that. Well, I don't prepare that way. So I just feel like I'm prepared for it. Oh, okay. Like, I, I like to focus in on I, the ones I think we're going to hit. I barely read any of these. That's not true. I know. Don't undersell I yourself. Prepare. You do. Yeah. yeah. So I just want you to take the credit you deserve. Hard hard work deserves credit. Great job, Jacoby. Hard work. <laughs> work deserves credit. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, TikTok trend of the week. There's Big Mac tacos happening on TikTok. These things are all over my feed. Are they all over yours? No. Mine uh, is like mostly reality TV stuff. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, well, I follow um, a bunch decor. of food stuff because mm -hmm. I like food and I want to prepare for work. food news. Yeah, yeah. This is hard work. And uh, this, these tacos have been in my feed just for the last two weeks constantly. It's Constantly. Like it's not really like a taco though. It's just like no, a, it's just a, it's a burger smash burger in a tortilla yes. without a bun. And yeah. like it looks good. But it does. I, but I'm just sort of like, why is this such a big deal? Like who cares? It's just not that big of a deal. It's a burger, a cheeseburger, but mm -hmm. instead of a bun, you have a tortilla. There's no difference. And then you griddle it. Yes. And then people fold it in half and eat it. And I'm like, yeah, it looks good. Sure. But like, who cares? I don't. And like when I came across this story, I was like, yeah, I think I saw this once, but, like, that was it. And then I moved on. Like, I don't understand why this has become such a phenomenon. Is it because it's mouth-watering? Like, is there, like, a psychology behind it? The, it? It presents well on online because of the sounds. Oh, like the sizzling? Yeah, the sizzling of the thing. And, like, you make the sauce, the whisking. It's just, like, it edits together nicely, which I think is a good uh, viewing ship experience. It's, like, right. a nice 20-second ride. Also, the video makes it look easy to make. But yes, I but actually... sauces are hard to make. There's, like, fucking nine yeah. ingredients in the sauce. And getting the right meat, seasoning your burger properly. Yes. Yeah. Like, all of that. Like, this is actually, like, it's not going to be as good if you try it. Yes. The... You know what we should do? Or I, someone should do? I actually don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great turn. TikTok versus reality. It's like, you think this yes. recipe is going to be good? Well, I'm going to do it, and it's going to be shitty, and I'll prove yes. it to you. Yes, that happened to me with um, baked oh, fried the, chicken. Oh, Awful. right. Yeah. right. How's your air fryer? Oh, great. Oh, cool. We'll come back to that. I'll ask you about it in personal food news. Okay. We'll have time. Um, but let's get into our taste test. We are follow trying up. food news follow up. Uh, Producer Mike, he he promised and he delivered. We are trying Taylor Ham. 
Taylor not ham sandwich? pork roll. Not pork roll. The Taylor, Taylor Swift ham sandwich. As we discussed, it is a spiced It looks really good. Ham. There you go. This is a egg and cheese with Taylor ham. Nice potato bun here. I'll try that first. I think it's your your dreaded brioche. Mike, what kind of brown is it? It just said roll. Mm. That is a really good ham, egg, and cheese. But it doesn't taste any different than a regular ham, egg, and cheese. But to enhance the experience, producer Mike has also bought individual slices of Taylor ham. This is from H&H Bagels, right? The roll is awesome. It's good. The roll is really good. I mean, that's a little cold, too. It's good. I would say Taylor ham is an improvement on ham. Hmm. It has a little bit more complexity of flavor. I like this Taylor ham. Me too. It's like griddled ham. Yeah. It's griddled. But it's got a little little spiciness to it. It's griddled Canadian bacon, basically. Thinner? Thin sliced, yeah. Canada. I'm on board. Very topical right now. Hmm. Good job, New Jersey. I like this. Yeah, I'm going to finish my piece. Great. I support you. Why is it such a big deal, though? It's just like a Canadian bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's good. Oh, New Jersey. It's just ham, egg, and cheese. That's all it you is. You know, I, it's oh, like a bit. don't do it. No, it's don't like a, do it. It's like a bit. You're going after New Jersey now? Don't we all? No, we don't need to. New Jersey's great. They really committed to the bit. It's like, this is a bacon, egg, and cheese, and they're calling it like a special New Jersey yes, thing. Yes, yes. That's fine. It, much like everything else, every, just trying to put a slight twist on something that came from New York and make it their own. Every state, every na- every community, they have their things that they want to lay claim to, and like I support it. So, okay, good for great. them. Good for New Jersey. All right, personal food news time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been warm and also apocalyptic, but Very. mostly warm. Yep. And mostly I'm... apocalyptic <laughs> with a hint of warm. I like just like many crave ice cream when it gets hot. Mm. And the siren call of ice cream for me these days is Pinkberry. I really, I live right by one. Really, but I have a lot of other options near me too. Do you? And I feel, choose Pinkberry. Does it? Do you? Is it less guilty of a, a selection for you? That's how one of the ways I sort of like justify Pinkberry because it's not as good as like an actual ice cream with candy on top. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? This is kind of healthy. Yes, I do justify it that way. But then when you add all the shit, it's just not that it's not of healthy. Course. But I, that's what I tell myself. I'm like, I want an ice cream, but I, it's a Pinkberry. It's a little bit healthier. It's a little bit healthier. Yeah. Plus, it's just a different experience. And that's the experience of coldness I've been craving. I just, every time I go, I'm just like, who else is coming? But it's packed. I, I was like sitting on a bench eating my pink berry, and I was, like, driven away by a flock of, like, teenage boys after baseball practice having pink berry, and I was like, wow, a lot of people are selling pink berry. <laughs> pink berry's still a thing. She <laughs> didn't know, but okay, great. Great. What's, um, your, what's yours? My personal food news is um, Quincy Jacoby, my son, is turns turned 10 yesterday. Big shout out to Q-Man. Um, he doesn't like the um, food at school, school lunch. Who does? And he says it's disgusting. So sure he is. wrote the chancellor of the Department of Education a strongly worded email. This is amazing. With attachments. And when I read the email, I was like, Quincy, did AI write this? Did your teacher write this? He's like, no, I wrote this. It's really well written. He's accusing them of, of causing um, diarrhea, much like the olive oil coffee. He accused them of, and disease. And wow. I, was like, I was like, Quincy, disease? And he was just like, yeah, disease. People get sick from it. I'm like, disease is a strong word. He's like, whatever, man. I already wrote it. <laughs> but it's a really well worded. And I was like, th- I was like, Quincy, first of all, I was like, you should like channel this energy to complaining about things that you know you might be able to actually like change, change or yeah. people that might respond. You know what I mean? So like you should work on this. Like this is really well done, but like let's let's like like sm- pick smaller targets. So you can maybe see different results. 
I was fucking wrong. Guess what? The chancellor sent somebody to the school to talk to Quincy. That's awesome. So like the person whose job it is to be in charge of school lunch went to his school and like he got pulled out of class and they like addressed it with him. What did they talk about? They talked about the nutrition and and he and basically what with one thing he kind of did is like got the school in trouble because he's like we're gonna do routine checks on the school lunch here because of your email oh every month and he's just like dope and he got to like you know air out his stuff and i was really proud of him i love a strongly worded email this is yes, great very i would say too strongly worded like i had some notes i was like bro like disease is a little strong what like, were the attachments that he included it was a picture but i was like did you take that picture he's like no i found it online of, of d- disgusting looking dumplings he's like this is what the dumplings look like i'm like yeah but like you didn't take it He's like, but I found it online. Dumplings is interesting for school lunch. That's like pretty labor intensive. If yeah. They're, if they're good. I'm sure they're frozen dumplings that they just like throw in a microwave one million at a time. I think this is a good, a good battle to fight because he could be making a difference for a lot of kids. Yeah. And it's also it's a really good lesson to learn. Yeah. Send send a letter and let people know what you think. And the chancellor of the DOE sounds Two like someone who's super minutes. important, but they probably have an empty inbox just like the rest of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did um they reach out to his parents? I am his parents. Yes, that's what I'm asking. No, they did not. This was straight, just just Quincy. I think that's kind of weird. Shouldn't they also reach out to the parents to like check in? Well, I'm sure they talked to the school. So Mm. I'm sure, you know, I think they did. Did the school school. reach out? No. I think there's a lot of broken communication. No, I think it's fine. I think it's great. I think the communication (laughs) is. You don't want to be involved. Yes, this is perfect. This is Quincy. He's taking this on himself. He's making people take the train to his school, pull them out of class, and sort of, and had their jobs. Criticized by a ten-year-old. Do you him. think other kids complain? How did he, he get the idea to do this? He's just weird. I love him. I love it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. All right. Great. Shout guy. out to Q. Happy birthday. Big shout out to Q. Uh, let's hit it with some listener food news. Hi, Juliet and Jacoby. My name is Ariel. Um, I'm calling from Arizona, and my husband and I both love your podcast. Thank you. Um, and your other ventures that you both have done. And I just listened or re-listened to the one with the Elizabeth listener food news where she asked about the odd food combination when you're feeling sad. Oh. And I just had to ask specifically to Juliet because Jacoby, you probably don't even know what I'm speaking of when I ask this. But um, <laughs> Juliet, do you ever have a day where you just need that like comfort, like, Jewish kid food and have matzah and grape juice um, as a snack because I still have that every couple years when I'm just feeling that like needing that comfort <laughs> like carby snack. So anyway, just wondered if you've ever done that or if I'm even more weird for doing that. But I love you guys. I hope you have we a love good you rest too. of your day. And thanks. Bye. What it? A- what a win for Elizabeth eating sushi in her car. Yeah. This is two mentions, now yeah. three. She's basically the co-host of the podcast. She's, like she's probably the top food news celebrity. Yes. <laughs> um, I think it's really interesting how many people eat matzah outside of Passover. It's like There's like an association with it. I had matzah it. ball soup last weekend. Oh, I thought she said just matzah. She didn't say matzah ball soup. Ooh. I think she just yeah, said matzah. Yeah, I think she said matzah. You're right. But matzah, because matzah is not inherently good. No. It's dry. <laughs> no. Doesn't have a lot of taste. Nope. But I think it's just, it is a food that people really like have an association with. And I, I totally get what she's saying. And for me, the like Jewish kid food is babka. I'm like, I love a gooey babka. Not mm. like a fancy one from like breads, but like a crappy one that comes in plastic that you can send in the mail when someone's sad. And I, to- oh. I totally, I do totally get that. So great question, Ariel. I appreciate Shout it. Shout out to Ariel. Yeah. If someone else wants to be on the 
show, what can they do? Call 646-STU-138. Thank you to our producers, Mike Wargon and Ron Nair. We'll be back next week. 